Overhead Boat TV. No problem, brother. And let me say this. My 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 actions was never to start a channel until I saw you. Well, and seeing what you were putting in. Well, once we heard you, it was you had to start one. That's all I can say. Once we heard you, the people were asking me. You know, that was before anything. So everybody was asking, what is this brother's channel? Definitely. So I made this interview or I asked you for this interview because I think that there's a lot of misconception that's wrapped around your mind. We're going we gonna to kick it like two old school cats that knew each other for years. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk shit. We're going to talk truth. We're going to joke about it. And we're going to have some fun. I'm but down for it. I, I want people to know the man. I want people to know you, who you are. So we do things a little bit different here because I know when people interview, they ask you, you know, who is Tommy? What I'm going to ask you is, what would you like? What is something that the people out there don't know about you? What? All right. Um, let's see. What is something that they, people wouldn't know about? Um, I don't put no... Don't put no crazy shit out there that they're going to make videos about. <laughs> I, 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 I want to give you a, a something that, that people may not know. So, um, let's see. want to give you something juicy. Let's see. Um, I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of death. Um... I let's see. I grew up very afraid of um, scary movies, probably up until I was fifteen. Um, okay. I was a virgin up in uh, well, a, a physical virgin. I had gotten head in the eighth grade, but I was a physical virgin until <laughs> I was sixteen, sixteen and a half. I was a. <laughs> let's see. Um, All right. I have. Um, eczema that doesn't affect me in my hands it doesn't affect me in my legs it's actually my my inner thighs so it, it's ugly whenever it breaks out because then i'm up here i can't really scratch it because it's like i got something so <laughs> but it's just in my inner thighs so i okay. sit up there all right all right okay so something else. <laughs> tell us something memorable about your childhood both negative and positive starting with positive first positive about my childhood uh it felt like since everybody was broke it felt like there was a bunch of camaraderie amongst the people so to me it was uh a, a beautiful thing because even though it was a bunch of crap that went on i can think of the good parts of out of the bad situation so it felt like we were closer even though it was more of a facade uh that was the good part the bad okay. part is realizing it was a facade and realizing how broke you were and realizing how family was just something that you would say. But I noticed that we didn't protect children or each other. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Fucked up, right? <laughs> you expected that. Man, you got that shit, man. I thought you was going <laughs> You fucked me up with that one. <laughs> we didn't. I remember there was, so, there was so many of my friends that either died were I found out as we got older were raped. Uh they were into drugs before they should have been. Like just 
what we thought, and I don't know if, if you grew up in a situation like that. As a kid, you didn't think it was shit wrong. Right, right. And you grew up. That's all you saw. Yep. All right. Um, I watched your, your documentary. Um, that's nothing new. Um, knowing, you know, knowing that you grew up without a father, um, what effect did it have on your childhood? What effect, you know, I know you, I'm sure you had friends that had fathers. So what was the dynamic between, you know, your home and theirs? I had white friends that had fathers as I grew up. The only person I knew that had kind of a father was two of my cousins. One of them's name was um, Ricky Smith. The other one was my cousin, Linwood. Uh, Linwood, my uncle died um, when he was, when we were both 10, I think. And literally it's like Aaron Hernandez. As soon as he died, um, so did the order in the house. And now my cousin is serving life in prison right now. Uh, wow. my, my other cousin, um, he was close to his father. His father was a good father. His father was Ricky Smith Sr. But the problem was, for some odd reason, Ricky went another way and he uh, died at the age of 20 in, the, in police custody. Um, everybody else had no father. So the first time I really saw fathers outside of those two people was when I got to a white high school and all of the white kids had their fathers. But I noticed that they had structure and they had balance. And I noticed that I didn't. And to this day, I still don't because, you know, what habit is, my habit became an unstructured environment. And it doesn't mean that having a father brings structure because I, I, I say something and then I must correct it. I didn't grow up technically without a male figure, just without my father, because I had, um, a male in the house the problem is that that male in the house was um he wanted my mom but he didn't want the family that came with my mom and 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 that that you find that out a lot with women um that have children they think about you know themselves and what they want opposed to what the family should have mm -hmm. you know um damn all right man let's get off the the, the doom and gloom shit <laughs> now you can say say where you want to yeah. go i mean sometimes yeah, i mean yeah. this is cathartic for me because i never get a right. chance to really do it so right. i don't mind um but see the one thing i said to you that we when we, we when we have spoken offline and, and you know, i think i've said this to you online that even though you speak of uh your weakness and you speak about how weak you are in your weakness you show your strength because you still get on to still teach your community you still mm -hmm. get on to still be that uh bullseye mm -hmm. you know so talk about that um why why do you do what you do brother uh as i said earlier um cathartic I think in a way, sometimes we put ourselves on the cross and maybe I feel like if I do this, maybe I'll make up for some of the sins in which I've done in my life. Um, honestly, maybe it's my way of trying to get into heaven. You know, the scriptures do say that, you know, the more good you do, you blot away your, your sins. There's sins you do blot away. So um, that's definitely something. 
inherently in something, you know, you have a conscience. And that's what I think that we lack in our community, a conscience, knowing right from wrong, knowing that you are doing something wrong. And I think that something like that is taught to us as children. I mean, I think we know inherently what's right and wrong, but to actually navigate through life, knowing right from wrong, I think you learn that from your parents and what you see in your home. What do you think about that? I think you do. I think you do one what's called uh, you're taught and then what happens is you grow and you characterize those things and you turn them into who you are. So a lot of the base of what you get from right and wrong is from your parents, is from your environment, is from all those around you. And then you grow up and you start to decide which of those you want to keep and which ones you want to take away, uh, throw away. What we do is uh, my grandmother used to say, we re-raise ourselves when we get to a certain age. And what we'll start to do with those right and wrongs is justify the decisions that we've made based upon the rights and wrongs that we were taught. Because we realize that as children, we start to realize that the adults who push us and tell us what right and wrong is, they rarely follow those same right and wrongs. So we learn how to be hypocrites. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Listen, some of, some of the shit we say when we're, when we're talking is sometimes, you know, it, 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 it takes you back. Yeah. So I know you used to work for IBM. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to leave a comfortable paying job to start your channels and to take the position that you take. Well, before I uh, before I started the channels, I had started my own. I had started to create my own um, my own companies as well, and then we would flip them and sell them. Um, oh. So it's a it's a not a complicated thing. It's you create a market space and you scare the bigger company, and the bigger company will either work with you or buy you. And if you're smart, you can just keep flipping companies like that. Um, create the company, create the market space. The bigger company says, we'll just buy you so um, we don't have to deal with you. And it's a good way to make money. So that's what me and my friends had did for a while. And then at that point, I had like a certain amount of money. And I said, well, I want to try something. And I wanted to try going back to what I had uh, did in school, which was broadcasting. And so... Um, I did a little broadcasting in school. I enjoyed it. So I wanted to try and take my hand into it. Cause I didn't even think it was a real thing that you could be. I had did everything else in school, but this, but it was something I did my freshman year and I really enjoyed it. So I said, since I got, when I got out of school, I worked, um, for WSB radio here. And it was one of the first jobs I had before I got into my real job and I enjoyed it. So I wanted to try it again. I felt like I knew the business enough and I felt like I had something I needed to say. And I had enough money to be able to do it. So I did it. Okay. So what made you... Did you know... Let me ask you. Did you know that you would get this much flack from your own people? No. When you started on this journey? No. Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't think it would get big. I just thought I would be able to reach a certain amount of people who needed reaching. My biggest thought was, I know how difficult it is for people to go and get uh, counseling and to uh, speak to a psychologist. Most people, even if they wanted to, they couldn't afford it. So my idea was I knew my background, I knew what it was I did. So instead of trying to charge people and hit people over the head and try to work my business angle that way, um, how about just bring it to the people and then the people who hear it would be like, oh, you're so good. And then we will come and let you, um, let you do it um, 
it's worth it. They would see me do it live and then they would say it was worth it. So that was it. It was like, I want to have my own practice and the radio will allow me to do it. So in doing that, when you seen that there was a void that needed to be felt in, in our community, yeah. what made you, or what was that pivotal point? When it evolved into me doing news, because it was I was first addressing one thing, and then I started looking at the news, and I said, like, "This is stupid right. ass shit." And so, <laughs> seriously, that's what I did. There was no news when I first started. It wasn't the news. And so right. what I said was, "I said, well, this is stupid ass shit." So I started what was called uh, Tommy Sotomayor uh, Sotomayor News Network, and that was my first uh, YouTube channel that I saw when I saw all these people who wanted to watch me in, in my YouTube blogs. I said, well, I must put up news because news is stupid. Like, it's a lot of dumb shit that black people are doing. So I just started doing the news. And it upset me that my news took off bigger than my blogs because I like doing the blogs because I could talk longer. Right. The news was short and I was just being who I am, which is I'm being a dick. And I didn't expect that to take off. I honestly didn't. I like the not. blogs. But the next thing I know, that shit was just every other day one of my news stories was going viral and it was i guess so, because of the way i was saying it <laughs> so, so when did you realize because because i i do agree and i get the same flag that you get when did you realize that you said damn you know what there's a common denominator in all of these issues and the issues are the women oh i knew that before i started that's why i start that's why i started i knew that before i started break uh, it down I, uh, one of the things that really got me was in 2009, I was um, arrested for a lie um, that a girl I was with had decided to basically set me up and it was ugly. Uh, of course, it went to court and it was thrown out because the, the, she was lying, but it didn't matter. And I said, I've been arrested three times over some fucking bullshit lies. And each time it was a woman. And each time when I was in jail, I was able to talk to dudes and they all said the same damn thing. That women are a fucking problem. Now, I knew women were a fucking problem because I started to realize, excuse my French, but I realized that from, from my own mom, I realized not only in that situation, and I love my mom, but she caused a lot of problems. Then I realized the other women in my family, they caused a lot of problems. And I also realized that a lot of men were at the at the mercy of these women's decisions. And when okay. I realized my last time I'm at the mercy, well, it wasn't my last time, but I'm at the mercy of these women. And I hear all these men talking. I remember they used to talk like that in the barbershop. I was like, well, why the hell is it no one says it out in, in, in the public? So basically what I was doing when I started, it just kept um, evolving. At first I wanted to help people uh, mentally. And then I was like, nah, I need to talk to them about what these hoes are doing because these men, they won't admit what these women are doing and they won't be able to get any help if they can't find out that the problem exists. And maybe these women will start realizing, especially if they have sons. That's when right. women realize how awful women are when they have sons. And I don't think that these women understand that if they continue rolling the way they're rolling, a woman or a girl is going to do the same thing to their son that they're doing to that man. Yeah. And so I thought that at that point, maybe we could just have... A, a powwow amongst small people. And I figured it'd be a small group. So I never worried about, I didn't know about the internet like that. I really didn't. Like it, it all really started off when people used to come to my Facebook page. My Facebook page used to get like a thousand comments per post. 
people wanted to come and see what I was saying. And I would always say some kind of joke or make some kind of a uh, quote and people would quote it and share it. Like it was crazy. So um, I turned that into my radio show, which then turned into putting clips of it on YouTube, which then went viral. And so it, it's evolved from what started off to be just an innocent venture until uh, up until I'm like, uh, I went from Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. <laughs> that's in a, in overnight right overnight shit you didn't even have a chance to grow you just went <laughs> yeah i didn't realize i was the bad guy until i was the bad guy that's how it went i had no idea i was the bad guy until i was the bad guy but the funny thing yeah. is just like a minute ago when i um i wanted to get me a cup a, a little bit of food so i ordered some food and yet again for like the hundredth time and my daughter just shakes her head it was a guy who came to the door dude had dreadlocks all the way down to like mid chest he came to the door and he gave me the food and I said, thank you, brother. And he looked at me, he, he didn't move. He just looked at me for a little while. And then he walked away from my front door, walked down the two steps, stopped and looked back again. And I said, yeah, it's me. He said, Sotomayor? I said, yeah. He said, I thought so, bro. Man, I've been listening to you for years. Now this is a, 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 what you would consider the thug, thug dude. But almost every time I see those dudes, they want to shake my hand more than fight me. Right. And, and it just hurts me that I will go across and see stupid people who are on the internet, like this dude who is in your comment section who said, Tommy won't go come to DC. I, I seen him. I, I didn't want to even give him no, I didn't want to give him, give him no play. No, exactly. And, I, and I'm only pointing him out to say this. Got it's it. the same dude who said I wouldn't go to Phoenix. It's the same dude right. who said I wouldn't come to Atlanta. So he just exactly. makes up stuff. And he goes around and calls himself crispy because he's crispy because he's trying to make fun of me. And right. you got to ask yourself, real people aren't doing this. It's just people you don't know who are just making up this, that you're such a bad guy. And that's the sad part about it, that you have people who are trying to blow up how much you, you are a bad guy. When in essence, the truth is, I'm not a bad guy or a good guy. I'm just a bell. And sometimes you ring the bell for dinner. Sometimes you ring the bell because a train's coming. You don't know why, but I'm just a bell. And I'm a bell you can choose to ignore. So the question has to be, why is it that these people who I don't know will never meet and who say all this dumb stuff to try and ruin or, 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 or put some stain on my life, why are they that mad at the bell? The messenger. Mm -hmm. Why are they mad at you when you're just when you're just saying what you see? Mm -hmm. They are when not saying I'm doing anything wrong, so I'm black. Exactly. They're not saying I'm doing anything wrong, so I'm ugly. They're not saying I'm doing yeah. anything wrong, so I'm gay. They're not saying <laughs> I'm doing so anything crazy. wrong, so I've been in jail. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so crazy too? They I've heard them say, "Why are you saying it in front of white people like they like the white people don't see you doing the fuck shit?" <laughs> Why are you saying? <laughs> or like the white people don't have news. Like, they, yeah. like the white people didn't see the two stories I did tonight. White people didn't see that. I brought it to white people's attention. <laughs> white people ain't got internet. White people don't see shit. You know, it, it, this, this is the problem. Man. It, it, I think it stems from that slavery mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, we are quicker to accept a white man giving us information than our own brother. That is giving true. us information because this is what we're used to seeing and it's something that's done 
every day from, you know, inception, mm-hmm. you know, from when we were born. So when you see someone like you or someone like just Jay or Brian or myself saying something, the first thing that they want to do is cut your head off. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times too, I think it does hurt hearing it from your own. It's like if you hear some chick on the street say your breath stink, I think you're just going to call it a B word to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But if your woman say, yeah, your breath smell like shit, I think that kind of cuts a little bit deeper. What you think about that? Yeah, the way you say it can bother, but I know it, you could say it because you think that person's trying to trying to just straight up dish you. They're just being uncouth is what you'd say. But the person who hears that, you know, your breath stink, ain't too many ways you can say that in a nice way. <laughs> that person just can't go, you pretty much got it. You don't hurt a nigga feelings. <laughs> the truth is the truth. Right, because if, if, I mean, if you you in the bed with a woman and she pull your pants down and go, mm, that's it? She didn't say <laughs> one cuss word. She didn't say one cuss word. You going to feel some kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you may not punch her if you do. If she be like, you're a little dick nigga. You might punch her at that point. <laughs> so I feel what people are saying when they're saying, well, you add a little extra oomph to the, dis- to the, the person being upset. But I want to do that. I want. I don't want to do like the girl who was talking about. Well, um, when when you know uh, these you you black apes and all this stuff. I don't want to do that because that's just stupid. I'm not trying okay. to antagonize, but what I am is trying to speak to you how I remember being spoken to. And those are the people who are, who I feel like you would need to reach. The people who are going through the most crap are the ones who would speak that type of language. So, so you're speaking their language. I'm speaking their language. I know what's going to make them move. If I came in and talked all up in the sky and uppity, hell, they don't even listen to their teachers when they talk to them that way. I guarantee you, if you had some black teachers in there calling motherfuckers and bitches and shit, they listen in class. I'm not even trying to be funny. They need to allow inner city teachers to sit there and say, y'all motherfuckers need to be here. Like if they talk to them that way, I guarantee you there would be more learning in those schools. I swear, I bet it would. And you know what the you know what the sad thing about that is, man. I totally agree because they would say this this nigga is real. That's a real teacher right now. I'm telling that's you, a real, that's a real teacher right there. He's from the streets, kid. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I've but again, that's why I tell everybody I need to take a little bit of psychology because there's a psychology behind what I'm doing. Everything I do, there's a psychology behind it. It works for a reason. And why do you think everyone who watches me ends up trying to take from it? Because they see it works. You can hate me as much as you want to. There is a strategy behind what I am doing and when I do it. Just like when I went over there to talk to those people in the beef sector. What happened? What did my numbers do after I went over there and messed with them for a little while? Their numbers numbers went up. Yeah, their numbers went up. But look what happened to mine. Mine was the only one that was consistent. So I went from having about 1,200 to 1,500. Uh, right. Sometimes until now is twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred consistently. No matter what I'm talking right. about. No matter what you talk about, because you know what people know that what you talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, even though uh, you might throw some jokes in there, they know that there's truth in it. And I and you I know. did it on purpose because I said those people are going to tell somebody else. They may hate me, but they're going to tell somebody else how much they hate me. Those other people who are getting a temporary boost off of me, whoever right. sees them are going to realize they're boring. But me, exactly, I stick. If I get in front of your audience, your audience will get in front of me. Definitely. It's, it, it, see, what you're doing is you're being you. It's organic. It's mm-hmm. not fake. What they're trying to do is they're trying to copy you. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and that's the issue, right? Yep. 
Let me ask you, you know, despite all the ups and downs and your channels being pulled down and all the verbal abuse and all the attacks on your family, how do you muster up the strength to go on? Well, they say when you're going through hell, keep going. I, maybe I'm like that Kobe pilot where I feel like I can't turn around and maybe this is going to be my um, Icarus moment and I'm just going to fly too high. You know, I, I don't like when you talk like that, man. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't like when you talk like that, brother. I just try my best to be as honest as possible because when you ask what's, what's driving me, I think it's some of it is I don't know how to turn around. I don't know how to say stop. And that's why I believe this is something not of my own doing, but there's somebody else pushing, pulling the strings. Cause there've been plenty of times that I didn't want to do this. It wasn't worth it. Go do something else. Um, and I will be, it'll almost be like an out of body experience. There've been plenty of times when I was doing the show and I was talking and I wasn't talking. I was looking at and listening to myself talk. Um, like even when I was listening to, when I listened to my music, I will listen to some of the lyrics I say, and I'll say, when the fuck did I write that? Like, I'll, I'll be like, that's pretty good. Like, like I didn't write it because in essence, there are times in which I've, I've felt I didn't do that. I like didn't say that. I didn't experience. know. Yeah. So I will many times try to take time off or quit or go do something else, but there's a drive to do it. But whoever put me on this path in the beginning knew what this path was and knew what I was going to have to endure when I did it. So, um, you embrace it. Yeah, I, I can't stop it. I've cried many a nights over it. I want to do something different. Um, and then it keeps coming right back to the same thing. Your job isn't done. You must do this thing. Somebody's going to hear you when you have enough people who can. Uh, apparently, when you have enough people that will spread the message, there's somebody that's going to be a build on the message. And that's when your job is done. Um, let's see. John the Baptist couldn't stop until Jesus came. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that's you, you know, and I like the way you incorporate the scriptures into what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, and, and you slip it in with that little jab. You give them that jab with it, you know, and and it's a good thing, you mm -hmm. know. And um, I think, you know, here's the thing, right? Since you know you brought up the scriptures, mm -hmm. the twelve disciples were different than Paul. They called Paul the apostle of the Gentiles because that's what his job was. He was the dude that went out there to go talk to the Gentiles because the 12 were old school cats. They were going to go talk to Israel. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that you're that dude that's meant to go into the gulliest of streets. And because um, I've seen you go at it with women and men. And when you think that there's no good going to come out of it, at the end of the conversation, both of you are shaking hands, you know, uh, uh, figuratively. And they have an understanding better of what you were trying to say. So I see sometimes you have to slap them a couple of times for them to get. You know, there's a young lady who, um, she was, um, she's a, a, a friend of mine. And she took a picture of my show with those two dudes, with those dudes from DC. And it was, right. a, it was a beautiful picture. She said, and she didn't like the way I talked either when, when she first met me. She was like, yeah, you know, you can't be talking about black women like that and blah, blah, blah. And every time they tell me you can't talk about black women like that, I'd be like, ah, just once I fuck you, you'll change your mind. 
That's just how I feel about women. Like, I don't listen to nothing women say. Once I fuck them, they'll change their mind. But she sent me a picture and she said, both of y'all agreed that bitches ain't shit. And in that picture, you can see me saying bitches ain't shit. And I made the face like, at the same time when we were on um, Instagram, and, and I don't know if I can, can show it or not, if you'd see it. Let me see if I can put it up here. But okay. we made, she posted it and, it and we made the exact same face when I talked about how these bitches ain't shit and how they do shit. We both made the exact same face at the exact same time and she screenshotted it. She said, you convinced them to agree to something that they wouldn't agree to in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know what? Real recognizes real. Yep. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what hood you're from. Real recognizes real. Truth recognizes truth. When you see a dude that's real and they're coming at you with respect, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't deny that. Um, I wanted to touch this because I, I think... I don't ever think that you ever gave your reasons why you did this. Black women, black men say that you hate your race because you did an interview with David Duke. Can you explain how that came to fruition, why you did it, and what was the reasoning behind it? Um, The first time I did an interview with David Duke, it was because I think it was he was... um, it was when um, Donald Trump was r- decided to run and um, David Duke said, if Donald Trump runs, I will um, support him. And everybody was going off and was like, see, this was, and I was like, shit, I, I, this was back when I could get anybody to interview. It didn't matter who it was, they would come on the show. I didn't have to really ask. So uh, everybody else was trying to get him on. So I said, before the television gets him on, I'll get him on. So one of the most sought after interviews that CNN and everybody else was uh, looking to get, I was able to get him first. So you got to understand it was a coup. Everybody else wanted that interview. I got it. If you are a journalist, you don't turn down an interview because you don't like the person. As a matter of fact, that's the interview you take. Just like Gail. Gail didn't uh, like R. Kelly. She doesn't think R. Kelly's a good guy, yet she interviewed him. Um, there are plenty of people who've interviewed the Klan and have interviewed David Duke. My question with any of them would be, why is it wrong for me to interview David Duke, yet it's okay when Tyreek uh, Nasheed interviews Richard Spencer? Ain't that something? Exactly. And I, I'm listen, I, I'm glad you explained it. I'm glad, you know, I, I, I don't think that anyone has ever given, because I hear people say, you know, he... He don't like black people. He interviewed David Duke. I don't understand how you correlate it. I interview everyone, but if I don't like, wait a minute. They say I don't like black people, but who do right. I interview? Black, black people. people. <laughs> it's, it's listen, man. There's no rhyme. There's no rhyme or reason to nonsense. It's just said, and they think, and you know, the sadness with it is, the more and more you say lies in this society, the more and more they think it. They think that it's true. And, the, and what's you know, really sad is the people who are telling a the lie, they start to believe it. Yes, sir. Of course. I've heard it. Believe me. So let me ask you this. We're both men of God, truth, logic. How, how do you feel? Well, how do you gain the strength and the tenacity when you're speaking to people that are not people of truth, logic, 
and understanding. When you're trying to explain things to them and it just doesn't seem, because I've seen, I've seen you actually get frustrated when you're trying to explain it to somebody and you continuously try to explain it. Explain why you do that. So other people won't have to do it again, just like the other person. Apparently, I blocked his one profile, so he came back with another one. And he said, I bet Tommy won't drop the Tyreek beef and accept an interview with Tyreek. I will answer him. Not only have I said I will interview Tyreek Nasheed, why wouldn't I interview or I would come on Tyreek Nasheed's show? And as a matter of fact, I don't have a beef with Tyreek. I don't have a beef with these people. And I have no problem with working with any of these people. But that person's just going to sit there and keep trolling. They're never going to stop trolling because, well, it makes them feel good. So you wonder why I speak and I continue to talk to people like that because of people like this. Because what I do is if I keep talking and they get to see that there are people who just hate this man because they want to hate him. That there's somebody who wakes up every day and logs into several accounts trying to say Chris P and then say, I'm a troll. You should ignore me. But I'm going to keep messing with you to get you to see me. So it's a strange thing that someone says, ignore me, but but look at see me. me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, try yeah. to explain it to black folks. And so when I constantly do it, I will always bring some kind of example with me to at least let you see. Look at what's happening. And this is a microcosm of what's happening in your neighborhoods. To be able to talk to someone that you agree with is enlightening. I mean, that you disagree with is enlightening. It's not a bad thing. So I try to get people to see if I can do it, you can do it. We don't have to come to blows and yeah, we may eat through each other and yeah, we may do whatever, but maybe we should learn how to war with our words first before we war with our fist. You know, I I said this on a stream that I had um, last week, being that you have a lot of these young men being raised by women Mm-hmm. We have a lot of men walking around with the temperament yep. of women. They don't reason. The first thing they want to do is fight, kill. They don't think or try to actually articulate how they feel concerning what the situation might be. And you sit there and I sit back and I watch and I'm like, damn, this is what women do when they're young. Yep. You know, they don't want to actually try to find out why are we fighting, G? Mm-hmm. What are we beefing for? And I see that you try to talk to these people, you try to talk to them. And you know, to all the trolls out there, you know, it's like they don't have a life. The only life they have is the internet. Yep. It's the internet. They can be whoever they want. In real life, they are nobody. And you have to remember their power is trying to make someone else feel miserable. Exactly. Because misery loves company. Yep. You know? All right. So let's go into what the channel was created for depression when dealing with depression at times you know at times i'm an introvert and i've heard you say that you're an introvert at times yourself yeah what gives you the strength to 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 get up every morning to be criticized to be judged hell to even have your life threatened what gives you that strength man what 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 motivates you? I know you said that, you know, you answered a form of that question, but in depression, you know, you have to be able to muster up that shit. Cause you said you cried. I do too. 
Um, why? Why? Why do you continue to talk to these people who you know are going to continuously not listen, continuously not want to build, but try to destroy? Because I have another part to this question, so I want you to answer that first. When I get calls like the guy to, uh, today, who, uh, as he stated, was older than me, he's a baby boomer, but listens to me faithfully, went in his pocket and after taking two hours of his time to educate on us, educate us on, um, uh, uh, on um, uh, aeronautics. Man, am I saying that correctly? Why did I just draw a blank? I'm getting old. I really am. Um, Both of us are. Like, it's crazy. Like, I lose words in the midst of sentences. Um, but uh, he he came to tell us about aviation. We'll go with that. Uh, and and then he turned around and took money out of his own pocket. So when I'm dealing with trolls and then I see the people will give a crap enough about me that one night they'll send me five grand. That's crazy. You don't have people who know you who will do that. Right. So I stopped that and I say, there are some people who you're really touching. And my whole life has been, I get a joy out of making others happy. So if I can have people who say, man, you got me through my depression. To me, it's worth me going through my depression to get them through their depression. So I get my happiness which isn't a good thing, but my happiness derives from other people's happiness because I technically don't know how to make myself happy and I don't believe that I'll ever be happy like that. So one of the things that makes me happy is to make others happy. Well, let me say this, kind of like being the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. And here's another thing that I really wanted to say on this, at the answer that question. For a person that, you know, for people out there that say that this man does not love his race, you know, he talks only about his race. He talks to people that threaten his life. He talks to people that threaten his daughters. He talks to people that dox him. So if that isn't love, I don't know what love is. Mm -hmm. Because a person that doesn't care would not continue to talk to that person or those people. Yeah, the, I uh, keep telling people the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So even the people who troll me, they can't say they technically hate me because they wouldn't spend that kind of time on an individual they don't know. And they definitely wouldn't want to know my thoughts on every damn thing. Tommy, why didn't you do this? Tommy, what happened to your son? Tommy, what happened to your other kids? Tommy, why didn't you buy that house? Tommy, why didn't you so-and-so? You wouldn't spend that kind of time on me if you hated me. You'd go do something that you love. But the truth is you do still love me because if you didn't, You'd be indifferent to me. You wouldn't give well, a about, shit what I thought. How, how about <laughs> this? Maybe they just don't know how to show love because love wasn't shown to them. Yes. So the only way they can show you love is by trolling. It's like that that man that thinks beating his woman is the right thing to do because that's what he's seen his father do and his father before him do. Yep. So until we start to do something different and be different, like you say, once you know what the problem, you become a solution. Um, where do you think we should start? I know, where do you think as black men, black women, where do we start to get this right? You gotta start at home. Uh, everybody, no matter what it is that I say, 
you got to start at home. I can't do anything but raise the child that I have access to to the best of my ability and send her out into the world and hope she attracts someone whose parent felt the same way about them. We can't do everything, but we can do something. And if everybody just looked at it that way and say, hey, I can't do everything, but I can do something. And you start at home. When you start at home, what happens is you build a home and then you move and you build a neighborhood. You build a neighborhood, you build a community. You build from small to big. So that's the only way that we can change this. We have a big ass ship and a small ass rudder. But we still can maneuver that thing, especially if we have what's called foresight. Foresight will start us to make us say, even if we can't fix all those crazy ass people, we can create our own Zion within the midst of this, within the midst of this confusion. And we can grow from there and make sure that we don't mix and intermingle with them. Remember the Jews in the United States are only what, 2%? the people yes sir but how much power do they have all of it and what is the main thing that they try not to do with other races mingle there you go you know so i mean listen sometimes the truth is so so apparent that people just don't want to see what the truth is they just want to continue living their miserable life because again like you say and and it's 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 harder to be that change it's harder to say, I'm not going to do that. You know, to, earlier this morning, uh, earlier this evening, I heard you talking about as long as you have peers, you're going to have peer pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, speak on that for a second. Well, as long as you have people you look up to, people you think their attention matters, people you think their, uh, their, their opinion matters, you're going to be swayed or pushed in a way in which you're gonna to have to either fight against the human nature of either go along to get along or be different and an outcast. The majority of human beings do not wanna be different and outcast. So they wanna go along to get along. That type of pressure is um, ever present amongst human beings and it is rarely overcomable by the, the normal, regular, everyday human being. We all have fallen victim to what someone says we need. I done bought exactly. a pair of Nikes where I didn't need them and didn't wear them and, and didn't think that they they were that damn comfortable. But bought them because it looked good the at the club and they get yeah, the, the girls are gonna like it. Uh whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is you're trying to do. So that's what I meant when I said it. It is ever present and it doesn't matter how old you are. And what we need to start doing is accepting it instead of listening to somebody who said, I ain't never fell victim to um to, to peer pressure. I'm too old for that. So we always make these statements. That's why we have in the black community people saying, I'm grown. They believe that if you reach an age, you no longer will have certain problems. That's not true. And in, until we can start being honest with each other about our failures, about our doubts, about our fears, because fear isn't a bad thing. Fear lets you know you're alive. Fear lets fear you know you value your life. Yeah. Fear, fear, is a, fear teaches you respect. Yep. Fear, fear shows you where your weaknesses are so that you can make them strong. You know, fear is something that we need in our life to understand what the next step of evolution is. Um, you're totally correct on that. We, we, we need it. We definitely need it. 
this is why Bolo TV, this is why, you know, I created the channel that I felt that, you know, Just Jay was covering, you know, he's doing a, f a phenomenal job covering the children mm -hmm. and, you know, what's going on over there. And, you know, Brian is covering, you know, the relationships and how to deal and so forth and so on. You just cover it all. You're overall. I'm just covering my ass. You're covering everything. I'm just covering my ass at this point, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, I figured that, you know, we needed some place where men primarily, not exclusively, can just come on and, and actually say how they feel and, you know, come. Did I lose you? Damn it, Bolo, I lost you. Did, did my internet go down? Do you guys see me? Am I am I am I am I being saw am I being am I being seen? Am I being heard? So y'all can still see okay, y'all can oh so bolo bolo you gotta come back. I don't know what we're doing right now, but ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us over here. Um, if you are not a dumbass like that one guy who's been wanting my attention for years, talking about some I'm a troll, I don't even understand the logic of that, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm not a, I'm a troll, so why do I, why does my presence bother you? I'm just here to make my presence bother you, so why does my presence bother you? You gotta be an idiot to sit around and think like that, you dumb son of a bitch. But, that being said, you dumb son of a bitch, you like my attention, don't you? It make you feel good to get me to say something about you. You get up every day just to think about some dumb motherfucker living in his mama's basement right now saying, I'm going to say shit to Tommy and see if I can get him to not say something to me back. So what do you like my personal? I don't know. What is he like my personal uh, Tommy get right person? What, well, I don't get what he's saying when he's trying to make sure he's, he's saying I'm going to make all these accounts in hopes that you ignore me. So he's like my conscience. Like, I don't know, I don't get it. This is why do you mention the bad stuff and not the good stuff? Why do you keep asking me questions when I tell you I don't want to talk to you or see you? Why do you keep creating profiles to try and talk to me? Why? That should be the question you ask yourself, buddy. Why do you want to talk to a man that you think is a bad guy? Why do you want to live your life as what you call a troll? Because the good thing about white trolls is they don't sit around doing really stupid shit like this. A white troll will at least do something and it has some type of humor in it. Your shit is just stupid. And you just keep doing it and well, then you claim you're giving me content. Okay. Why would you want to give another individual content where they get paid from it and you don't? Tommy, can you hear me? I can hear you, bro. Yeah, my shit just went down, man. I'm sorry about that. My that's, shit just went down. That's okay. That's what happens when you flush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so so where were we? Okay. So with the pressure. So the, the channel and, and yeah, you know, listen, man. Leave the dude alone, bro. The man is out. If you don't like what he's saying, if you don't appreciate what he's talking about, you do not need to frequent his channel. You'd assume that would be a smart thing. You'd assume that people would be able to leave each other the fuck alone. But again, that's what happens when you don't have a father. You act like your mother. Your mother is somebody who tells you, keep fucking with somebody until you get a reaction out of them. There's nothing about a man who says, keep fucking with someone until you get a reaction with them. Um, then when they get that reaction, they blame you for it. Yep. You know? Um, so like I was saying, that's why the channel was created. Mm -hmm. You know, the channel was created for those men to, 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 to come out here. And, and the reason why I put the, the uh, avatar... Because over 50 years Whoa, the crew of Buckets has presented a show like no other shit, during carnival season. <laughs> Custom team throws legendaries. This motherfucker just, just, oh, go ahead, bro. <laughs> the devil is alive, brother. Uh, they're, 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 you know, I think they feel safer when there's not a face and their real name so they can say what's really on their mind and really try to get help. So, that's why I created the channel. It took a long time because I know that you and I were talking and it took a long time for me to get it. But the only reason why it took a minute for me to do it is I respect your your professionalism so much that I said that if I can't at least be up to par, I got to be at a fraction of that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it took me um, this long to uh, actually get the channel up. So I like to thank you for, you know, for your patience. And um, someone wanted me to ask you, what is your religious affiliation? Uh, don't have one. I grew up several things. Grew up uh, Catholic. Uh, then we were Pentecostal. Then we were Baptist. Uh, we've been in a hell. I think my mom was with a Muslim at once, but I don't think we actually practiced it. He did. Um, I I took to I took to Christianity with like my mom and she became a pastor and I, I took to it. It was what I knew. It was what I was comfortable with. And then um, I decided to study as I went to college, um, dealing with a lot of issues. So I decided to immerse myself really deep. I think my second year into it because um, I wanted to, I wanted to be a different person. I did a lot of things. Um, my first year that I wasn't proud of. So I immersed myself in it. I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to know where my soul was and if I could direct it to a good place instead of the bad place it was at. And then I started seeing contradictions. That became a problem the more I studied. And so I stepped away from religion simply because I said to myself, I don't want to be one of those people who claim something and go around tell people that they need to do xyz and i can't follow i'm not trying to and i understand that every man falls short but i think there's a complete difference and i think god sees it differently than there's a difference between you're trying to do well and you fail and you know you gonna fuck this this hooker tonight <laughs> <laughs> like while i'm at church i'm swiping right on everybody half naked. I don't even hear what the preacher's saying. And I'm amen at the end. 
and I'm thinking about squirting in somebody's face at 6.35 tonight. Like I said, I'm not going to be that guy. If I, It's the same reason why I don't think I would. I'm not getting married if I'm not ready to stop cheating or if I'm not going to marry somebody that's going to let me do it. I'm not going to tell that lie to you. I'll tell you some lies. It's just some other lies I'm just not willing to tell. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, and, and, and I think that's, you know, I think people fall into religion because they like to be led. Yep. You know, it's hard. It's hard to make your decisions and actually be a leader. And when they fall into that religion and, and, and they go to church every uh, Sunday and it's supposed to be the seventh day, but they go on the beginning of the week, which is Sunday. But that's another yep. start topic. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it's easier, you know, what do we call them, sheeple? You know, it's easier for people just to say, you know what, let him lead or let him drive, I'll just follow. Yeah, because I'll then I can, as I always say on my show, the reason why people are more comfortable doing that is because when shit goes wrong, they don't get the blame. The leader does. Hey, you exactly. led us down the wrong road. Instead of you were able to speak up and say, this is the wrong damn road. You shouldn't exactly. have to say, I led you down the wrong path. You know right from wrong too. That's why I said even with the uh, helicopter thing, why not know how to fly this thing even when you're a passenger? Shit, you paid for it. Yep. Shit, if I buy it, I want to learn how to drive it. There you go. Uh, uh, another question. Not having a father in your life, and I know this is going to be an uh, asinine question, but I'm asking anyway. How has that affect you and you being a father towards your two daughters? Again, like I said, I didn't have my father, but I did have men in the house. Just weren't good. Um, I think in a way, Alex is a beneficiary of things I did wrong earlier in life. Um, even that's sad, though. It's kind of like being... Um, it's kind of like watching your father have another family and be really good with that family, but he sucked with you. I mean, you're glad that he learned, but he skipped out on you. And I just look at Alex as Alex is a beneficiary of some fucked up shit that happened to me in my life. Um, she got the, she got the me that was introspective and that but maybe I got the her because I always, I still believe that God sent me this little girl for a reason um, to change me to focus me because she did um, so I guess I knew what I didn't want to be which sometimes is the greatest, again, that fear is the greatest motivator. I don't want to be looked at in a bad way by right. her. So that right. fear of, I don't want her to think of me as I think of my father. I guess that that's the, that was the driving force, the fear of, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be walking around and she goes around and say, fuck him. You know what I'm saying? I, where your dad, that, that motherfucker is over there in the, in, the, in the ditch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be that cat. I, I, I don't want to be a source of pain and embarrassment 
And a lot right. of times you'll end up being a source of pain and embarrassment. And let me tell you, so many of us blacks, our fathers are a source of pain and embarrassment, which I realize that's what the trolls and other people are trying to do to me. That's why they bring up I've been in jail. That's why they bring up all this other stuff because they're trying to get my child to be embarrassed of me. That's why they troll my child. They know what that's like and they want to push that on my kid. They want my kid to not love me. They want my kid to be embarrassed of me. You know, you just fucked me up with that one, right? You just did. You just did. I tell you because you know what? All mm -hmm. the time that um, I've seen them attack you, and all the time I've seen, you know, you read the comments of what they say about your daughter. For you to put it in that perspective of you want, they want your daughter not to love you. Yep. Because ultimately, that's what it boils down to. Yes. To be ashamed and not to love you. Because you have to remember, most of us who haven't been loved, it almost hurts us to see someone else. Someone else being yep, loved. Yep, it does. I know it's difficult. Sometimes even me loving my own child, I sit and start thinking about, well, why didn't I get what I'm giving? And that's right. a selfish ass thought. It is. It so, is. So if I think it about my own situation, what do you think they think when they see me putting all of my energy into this little girl? Well, what about your other little girl? What about your son? What about your nephew? They will say anything in the world to take my focus off of the love that I have with this kid including trying to destroy the love that I have with this kid. So you want them to sit up there and say, well, because of you, Tommy, in the videos you make, you got people coming at your kid. Then that same person will then make a profile about my kid. Kid, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. It, it, it's like there is no rest for the weary here, Tom. Tommy. Mm -hmm. There is none, you know. And, you know, when you decide to, to, to embark on this journey that you know you're on that just Jay is on that um, relationship rehab myself when you get on this journey it's a lonely journey you know it's very lonely uh, another question off topic when are you going to start the Voltron network up man I'm putting uh, you on the spot today. Well, see, I had uh, shut it down and changed it over. That's what uh, back in action is because I was like, you know, I, I depended upon some people, thought I was going to give them something and they didn't take advantage of it. So I took advantage of it myself. And that's where it is right now. Um, I took a channel in which I'd given to other people. And the next thing I know, it is now the fastest moving one that I have. Um, Do you ever plan on uh, creating another channel? I don't know uh, because I fall out with people too much or they fall out with me. And I <laughs> I, it's like I end up losing too much. Like I sit there right now and I have that Patreon and I have money in it and I can't touch it. Why is that? Because it was under um, Chastity created it for me because uh, they kept flagging me, put up a Patreon. So she created okay. it for me, but it's still under her phone number. So when I tried to log into it, it said... It was sending a message to that number and it won't oh, let me log into it. Okay. So I can't log into it, only she can. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I'm tired of wow. this. You can't do shit like that because you trust people with something and it, and it goes left. Uh, I enjoy working with people, but apparently my job, my lot in life is to work alone. Hell, Jesus worked with people and they turned him in. 
<laughs> only only one of them. I know, but I'm saying the other one yeah, denied him. One. The other one you said, know, I don't know this nigga. I don't know him. You know what? This is what this is. <laughs> 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 you making you making this argument hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I mean it's fun to be around people, but when they put you on the cross, you're going by yourself. Of course. I of course. I do mm -hmm. believe that. And and I, I think that no, I, let me say I know that the spirit is tried by the spirit. Mm -hmm. You know when you have a real G next to you. You know this. Even if you 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 you're gonna have uh, issues between you two, you know that that person would never take it to this level. I think that, and and, and I've told you this before. I think that, you know, you don't need to do it by yourself, man. I know you think you need to. Oh, I would like to not do it by myself. I think the right. problem is, it's very difficult for me to pick, uh, uh, it's difficult for me to pick a damn gardener, much less somebody to work with. <laughs> like, it just is. So I know my shortcomings and my biggest shortcoming is, I trust typically the wrong people. And whenever you're dealing with something that brings money, no matter how good of a friend you are, that usually steps in the middle of it. It it, it, well, it causes these problems. Dane Dash and uh, Jay-Z were really good friends. Money will cause you a problem. And these people who jump on here, many of the people I run into, they're trying to use YouTube immediately to start paying some of the bills that they got. They right, want a quick fix. Right. And they are trying to be my friend because they think that I'm a quick fix for them. Exactly. So, you, you, mm -hmm. however, I think when you're looking at the foundation and the catalyst of why Jay Z and Dame Dash got together, they got together to make money. Mm -hmm. So, if that's your motivation, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be everybody who deals with me. That's their motivation from the girls who sleep with me to the dudes <laughs> who hang around me. Seriously, they, they see, <laughs> and, and I understand it, they just see, hey, I can get something out of this. Everybody who's around me says they can get something out of me. Like I, I, I had a friend. Like I told you, I gave that friend three hundred dollars because they said they needed. They didn't have any money. Right. Three days later, they said they needed some more. Right. I was like, "Damn! Like you got the money from me and went to the club? Like what happened? Because you couldn't have bought this lunch you said you needed. So now I realize that I am just, I am just a means to an end. So the only way I could actually work with some people at this point. I would have less problems if the people were as big as me. And even when I worked with um, uh, Tyreek Nasheed, who was bigger than me, still didn't work because then they feel like you're infringing upon their stuff. They want to work with people that they can lord over. But see, but that's that's the point that I'm trying to make. Let me give you this. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way about Just Jay? Well, no. But here's the thing. I always, that's why I let everybody else just do what it is that they're doing. Right. I let everybody else do what it is that they're doing because eventually people are going to resent whatever it is you do. Explain. Even if, even if you're just a handsome guy and all you are is a handsome guy, there's going to be someone that resents that you getting all the holes. Even if... <laughs> Even if you helping them get holes they couldn't get. Like, think about it. They were getting no holes before you showed up. Now they're getting your cast-offs. Then they start getting mad that they're getting your cast-offs. 
I, 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 I feel where you're coming from. I get it. I understand. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is, I, I truly believe and truly stand strong on this square that your position and everyone else's position, as long as the foundation is about uplifting the community, I don't care where any of us fit in, as long as we can put that brick to that building. You dig what I'm saying? It's not fair. It's unfair that you have to, to, to burden yourself by yourself. You're burdening this whole building on your own. You know, um, aside from the ill will that you've had with past friends and people you thought were friends in your past, it is unfair. It doesn't give you time to rest. It doesn't give you time to rest your spirit and rest your mind. And and us both being God-fearing men and about truth, we do know that there's people out there that's going to have your back. Like you said, there's people that you don't know that have done more for you than people that you do. Mm -hmm. That should speak volumes to say, you know what? Maybe there are people out there that truly see what or truly believe what I'm trying to create here and they want to add their brick at a certain point I did believe that and then I noticed that there were people who were like the friend I lost this week she'd only been nice to me only been good to me always sent me stuff and then I couldn't believe that a misunderstanding that happened with I was sleep turned into I don't want to be associated with you or your website delete my uh, profile and never spoke to me again and this was a person who didn't need a thing from me weren't trying to be on the front lines and they all they did was donate and would send me articles and stuff like that they were always really nice and it just know that someone can cut you off for something you didn't even do and not even stick around long enough to say, can you explain? When I look at somebody like uh, the zone guy, I was relatively nice to him. That just Dre, I was very nice to him. He was going through some crap with his life. So I gave him something that, that took, that took him out of depression. I took this man out of wanting to commit suicide. To have him turn on me made no sense. Almost everybody I've helped turned. So then I just stay away from people. Like it's easier for me to engage with people who don't like me than with people who say they do. But that's 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 what that's that's the that's what the enemy wants you to do, brother. He wants you to isolate yourself to think that you can't trust nobody. You know, it's what's the difference between remember, remember when, when, when you reached out to me and I said to you that, you know, um, my son's friend committed suicide. Mm -hmm. What's the difference, you know, of he felt that he could talk to nobody, that there was nobody out there that could understand what he was saying or whatever. What's the difference between that and the difference here when the enemy is trying to isolate you to think that you can't trust nobody, you know, um, 
That's why like when uh, God, when Jesus went up to the Temple Mount, he knew he was relatively alone. Even though he had the 12 disciples, he was alone. They were there to fulfill a job, but they weren't his counsel. His counsel was his father. Well, you need to understand on that also, Christ's beef was at the age of 12, he knew the day, hour, and time when he was going to die. And he didn't want to do it. Because remember, when he was on the mount, when he told Peter to stay up, he prayed to the father, I don't want to do this, but don't take it away because I ask you to. Take it away because you don't want me to. And the Lord showed him that, listen, you're the only one that can do this, right? Mm -hmm. But and you remember that scripture only showed up in one of the four books. Right. But the point that I'm trying to make to you is there's a reason why Christ says, forsake ye not the assembly of one another. And that the greatest thing that a brother can do is lay his life down for his brother. Our job. But you got to remember our, in that, I would assume that I am, that's why I came up with, I would always say, like, I'm the shmoo. Jesus was the lamb. Right. Yeah, everybody may congregate. Sometimes you got to realize that you're the meal. And you're the sustenance for everyone else. And you got to be sacrificed. So it's very hard to be friendly with the sacrificial lamb. If you get too friendly with the lamb, can you really sacrifice it? You don't want to. Of course not. There you go. So, of course in not. essence, so, Jesus held a distance between the rest of them because it would have made it harder for him to march himself there. Well, right. But understand, but that was his his purpose. That was his purpose. Do you don't I think believe, that maybe God believe, is putting, putting me into that, that realm of that's my purpose, even though I, I try not to be? I, Cause I try I my best to be sociable. I try my best to be friendly with people. And what does he make sure he does? Does because I, I won't be able to commit. He, I think he understands. I want the attention and the love of people so bad that if I get it, I might just be so comfortable. I say, fuck the mission. This, this is this is what I think. Go ahead. I think that you were put here to be a catalyst in this zone. That we're dealing with here and to reach people mm -hmm. i think that you the lord had you sacrifice your livelihood your family safety your safety to get this platform up i truly know and this is not something i'm saying i believe i truly know that the lord wouldn't have you be out there by yourself he doesn't want man to be by himself. Man. He doesn't want you to be by yourself. But here's where we mess up. We have to be more, uh, more deliberate and more spiritual and more precise and concise in the people that we pick to be in our lives. I think that's where the mistakes come in. You know, that we think that this person might be good for me, but we didn't put them through the hurdles and the ringer that they need to go through because they were saying the right things when everyone should have to go through that ringer when you look at getting into the kingdom everyone is going to be tested there's no one that's not going to be tested and that's how it should be for us men and women for that woman to take on that husband you should test him to make sure that he's the man that he says he is and for that man test the woman 
to make sure that she's the woman that she says she is. And for that brother and that sister, if you're going to take that person and he's truly going to say friend, friend is like saying family. I think we use that word very loosely in our community. That's my friend. That's my family. So I think that we need to be more circumspect when it comes to people that we say is our family. So when you have people that have tested themselves, well, first or, off, or, I can or, tell you I'm a Christian, so uh, I got that done when I was born. <laughs> no extra skin over here, bro. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about me being more circum circumcised. Yeah, that, what did you right, say? There's no, no skin over here, D. <laughs> oh, no extra listen, skin over here, bro. All I'm, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying to you, to, to you, bro, is look, the Lord didn't put you here to be by yourself. As far as this walk, he didn't put you here to be by yourself. I understand that, you know, you feel that you have a mission. I I, I understand that you've been burned a whole lot. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the STD. That was some years ago okay, and I got. Okay. Okay. You've been hurt a lot. Okay. Cool. I just... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand that you've been hurt a lot, but as, as introverts you know there's just so much of that that you can be without it harming you without harming you and I don't believe that you're that sacrificial lamb that you know someone is going to pick up the mantle after you pass don't even speak that into fruition don't even do that you know I believe that you need you know when I believe that when you set up that Voltron network, spiritually speaking, when you look at the, 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 the breakdown of that, the head, arm, arm, leg, leg, that's where the support is. You can't do this by yourself, man. You shouldn't have to do it by yourself. Well, like you said, I just believe these people will show themselves for who they are. There you go. Um, I... There you go. Like I said, you'd have to bring something to the fight. That's when it's always it's always better to be Dr. Dre to work with Jimmy Iovine because you both got a um, you both something came in with something. Yeah, um, I got you. I have a lot of people who say they want to work with me, but but they don't typically have anything to lose. Like I have to lose. I'm the the thing. So got you. I feel the people who really want to work with me, they build themselves up. Then they say, let's work together. Beautiful. But because remember, uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot that guy's name. Um, he said he wanted to work with me on the Voltron Network too until he got a Who's chance to go and work with um, um, Tasha K. He okay. was done. Uh, he but he asked me first to, to you know let. Are oh, you talking about the guy that went with, with, with the guy that went with her? I think to be her sidekick or something yes. like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. right. And I don't have a problem with it, but I mean, you let someone who was saying I'm all about men's rights turn into the straight up like a gay dude gotcha i don't know what that happened how did, i don't even know how i missed that <laughs> and i remember people used to say he do sound a little gay and i got mad that they would say it during the show i was like you know that brother's just well spoken he ain't gay i think i remember saying it you know they're saying you gay you just well spoken now oh, man i'm down for men's rights now he girl <laughs> i was like god <laughs> yo I, I missed that one 
he's, he's, he's trying to fit in, man. And, and that's and, and that's the issue. The issue is when you have someone that has integrity, it doesn't matter what they go through, how they go through it. They're always going to come out the same person that they went in. Yeah, they may have some nicks and bruises, but they're still going to be the same OG. So when you get a guy, a cat like that, that's... Um, that that is just trying to cling on to whatever is the happening thing at that point mm -hmm. that's what he's going to do he's going to transform that's what he's going to do so i do believe man that you have people around you they just have to prove themselves to you not in the essence of them having to to, to like you're a boss or something but just for the friendship or the love and once you see that that love is reciprocal, you know, allow them in, man. Well, well I, I do. And I, I, I still haven't not let people in. It just becomes, I have a lot, uh, how can I put it? I have a lot of stuff on my plate. And I can't babysit what other people are going to do. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. It's like right. uh, when a, a woman will say, if a dude really want to date you, you ain't got to tell him all of what he got to do. He's going to pretty much do it. Exactly. If people really want to work with me, I wouldn't have to tell them. If people were really down for the cause, I wouldn't have to tell them. It'd be something that would be easily seen. Like, I, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, it would be something like you look at them and see, look what they bring into the table already. They're not asking you for something. They're telling you how we can work together. Beautiful. Man, and I it's like my cousin. The one thing I know about Tony is Tony needs nothing from me. That's why I love Tony. Tony is never, matter of fact, I would need more from him before he needs anything from me. Right. He's probably the person I trust more than anybody else because even if we stop talking tomorrow, I lose nothing because he's never going to need me for anything other than the, the the camaraderie and and that's rare that's 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 amazingly rare it is but it's out there as mm -hmm. rare as it might be it is out there mm -hmm. that's I, that's just the point i think as my biggest help rare. i think my biggest help in camaraderie in this is going to be more people on on the off camera than people on camera like Oprah's biggest, biggest benefactors weren't people who were trying to be on the air with like she was. You're going to clash. Your biggest benefactors would probably be if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to be the on-air personality, the other person's trying to be a network guy. The other right. person's trying to be uh, a camera, camera guy. guy. Yes. So when you got a bunch of people who even if y'all work together, y'all just work together and it helped. Nobody's stepping on each other's toes. Right, because they do this on purpose. As soon as somebody comes around me, the people who dislike me will go fuck with them, and they'll tell them, "You're funnier than Tommy. Tommy should push you more. Tommy doesn't push you. Tommy doesn't so." -so. They always say stuff like that to try to get that person to be like, "Yeah, there, there is some beef that doesn't exist because that right. person's trying to trying to grow what they're doing." And once somebody get a little touch of this fame of of they have a a comment section and a certain amount of people watching them. Then they start to resent the person because that person says, well, would nobody know about you if it was, wasn't for Tommy? Yeah, exactly. 
And so then exactly. they want to say, I want to prove that I don't need him. And they try to do that by, uh, like in Rocky Four, when Rocky taught Tommy Gunn, that is it, well, not four or five. Yeah. He yeah. taught Tommy Gunn. He was the biggest supporter of Tommy Gunn. But all they kept on saying is, you Rocky's boy. You are in Rocky's shadow. So he wanted to but be. You know what you, but you know what they saw in Tommy Gunn? They saw that kink in his chain mail. That's what it was. If Rocky, if Rocky Gun, see, they could have never came at the at, at Rocky's trainer, because Rocky's trainer was I forget his name. He was a hundred percent solid. The brother-in-law was weak. Mm -hmm. Well, most most males though. Remember, same thing happened in The Godfather. Fredo wanted to be the next. Yes, he God. so he started making little deals when he went out to Vegas including right. getting his brother set up because he yeah. just wanted his own piece of the pie. Most men want their own piece of the pie. If they do, even if they love you, they're going to, my own brother tried to do it to me. Try to take what, my piece of the pie. But you see what you said? The most, the, 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 the word I think that, that that's paramount in that statement you said is most, mm -hmm. not all. Most. And I'm sure you learned from your, uh, you know, your brother doing what he did to, you know, stabbing you in the back. You know, I'm sure you learned from, it. and that's probably why, you know, you put the garrison up, and you're like, you know, I'm ready to, to just to chill. All I'm saying is that there's gonna be times when you're gonna need someone to talk to. You're gonna need someone to, uh, uh, uh give you that strength to give you that you know to power you back up well i trust that but the person will also not mind being that i feel what you're saying exactly um, that's, like, that's all i'm saying like i look at um somebody like um april april doesn't want anything from me april's not trying to be a a personality april's never tried to do any april doesn't sit up there and be like i seen you with them hoes April never says anything like that ever, ever had. And um, so that's when you, I would probably need more of that than to have somebody say, hey, I got to have a co-host. If I keep on saying that I got to have a co-host, I'm still inviting someone that wants to be a host. Right. A real true person that I'd rather have somebody say they, uh, they have my... You Got need someone back. to offset. Yeah, you need someone to offset. So when you're having a hard day, I need that person who's going to uh, make me a meal, uh, suck my dick. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just being real. Clean up a little bit, uh, something like that, because that's not something I can do for myself. And that's offsetting something. Whenever someone, I feel you, but you say that's your woman, though. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if I just sit up here and hang around other dudes, other dudes going to want to be alpha dudes. Other dudes no, are going to want to. I will if they're around and they're like my cousin, my Tony. I can call him and tell him I got a problem. That's right. me offsetting my thing. I'm good at what I do. Having another person do it with me. Dave Chappelle doesn't have another guy walk on the stage with him. I agree. But he does have a guy who handles his finances. But he does have a guy who puts together his road trip. But he does have a guy who does all these things. Same with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart performs in the movies. He performs on stage. There ain't another dude who does it with him. But he has a team and they all do something different. 
So I feel what you're saying, but just inviting a bunch of people to be a no, person no, no, like me. It. Well, I didn't mean it. I, I think maybe it was Mr. Shu. What I'm saying to you is as long as everyone knows their position, mm -hmm. and then everything will work as, you know, a well-oiled machine. So you can't have two camera guys. You can't have, you know, again, you know, everyone plays their position. Camera guy, network guy, guy that's in front of the camera, guy that carries the bags. If everyone knows their position and does it well, there you go with a team. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. So let me ask you this. If there's anything that you would say to your trolls, say to those out there that want to see your demise, what would it be? Once you get it, what what's next i would just like to ask them what's next okay you got it what's next what does it benefit you to destroy me what does it benefit you to have me away if you're a troll that means that you like my presence that you have right. created a person based upon me if i went away you wouldn't be anybody and there isn't a second fiddle there isn't a second guy it's just me right so why don't you try and figure out what your life consists of that doesn't revolve around my opinion because regardless of if i hate black women and i hate black folks i'm one guy simple i don't think i don't think you could have said any better mm -hmm. i don't think you could have said any better tommy i'd like to thank you for uh, you know, taking time out of your schedule. This was fun, bro. Hey, listen, brother. When are we gonna do the uh, Bible facts or fiction? You tell me. Once I've done this and I enjoyed that, I'm hell. I'm because you got you had me stay on here longer than I thought I would be, and it was because you uh, did such a good job of putting me in position to have to be able to explain myself. Um, I don't understand why the other people who dislike me don't do the same thing. Okay. Um. Would you like to do it uh, on Tuesdays, Tuesday evenings? Uh, yes, we can do it on Tuesday, but that will be fine. Uh, okay, Tuesday so Tuesday evening. evening it is. Everybody, this is Tommy Sotomayor getting to know the man. Um, I held his foot to the fire. I asked him about all the questions that uh, people wanted to know. I don't think uh, he dodged any questions. He answered every question articulately concise and precise um listen you don't have to listen to him you can change the channel or you can do what he always asks people to do debate me come on my channel have a conversation with me. let's be men hell let's be men and women let's talk about what you disagree yep. with on what i'm saying not how i'm saying it on what I'm saying. And that's what I think that we do in our community. You know, I love that story that you told about the guy that got on the train, never been on the train before, and he stuck his head out the tunnel. Do you remember that story you told online? Yeah, my grandmother's story. I, yeah, tell it, because I, I stole it. I, I, <laughs> I, I say it, and, and I use it as if it's mine. Yeah. Uh, just give a shout out to my grandmother's, I'll ask. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 
I owe you 50 cent. All right. Uh, but my grandmother told me, um, she said there was a man who was on a train. And while he was on that train, as a black man and he was excited. It was his first time being on a train. And he sticks his head out the window and he's just enjoying the scenery. And what he didn't know is when he turned his head one way, he didn't see that they were getting ready to go through the tunnel. Well, a white man that was on that same train saw that not only was his head sticking out, but it was uh, in danger of being hit by the tunnel and knocked off. So the white man looks at the black man and say, hey, you stupid black nigger. Pull your head back in, you big lip ape or whatever. Just anything you can think of at that point. Just any kind of foul language you can think of. Say it. And then he said, before you knock, get your head knocked off. Well, the black guy looked back while his head was still out the window and said to the man, you don't talk to me like... He lost his head. My grandmother said, if he was smart, he would have simply stuck his head back in the window and then went and said whatever he needed to say to the man. But first and foremost, what was paramount? What was paramount was him saving his head. And the problem is us as black people lose our heads because someone offended, offended something as simple as our emotional state. Someone offended us, said something against our, well, black people, we love to say this word, which is, um, you don't disrespect me. But even in the process of someone disrespecting you, they can still be right and they can still save your life. So pay attention to the words, the words that matter, not the words that offend. That's the most important. You take anything from the show that this man does, from the show that Brian does, from the show that DJ Just J do, or the show that I do. It's always about not being reactionary, listening to the situation, hearing the situation. Doesn't mean you ain't gonna choke somebody. Just know why you're choking them. Just sit down and articulate. Have a conversation with your brother. Have a conversation with your son. Have a conversation with your family. That's what we don't do in our community is speak to each other. We talk at each other. Stop threatening each other. Let's love each other. It, it, it's, it, I find it kind of hypocritical how these people that attack you talk about you're bad for the community, but yet I don't see them ever do videos on uh, drug dealers, on pimps, on uh, police officers that, that you know that brutalize our people. I don't see them ever do videos that way, but they're quick to come at you and and not address the topic that you're talking about. They only address how you say it. Because it's we have to, e go ahead, I'm sorry. Go because ahead. it's easier to um, it's easier to attack me. It's easier because in a way it makes more sense. In a way, what they're what they're doing is protecting themselves. 
because if you let one person go out and do the right thing, then the next question is, why didn't you do the right thing? Mm-hmm. You're that person that, you know, you're the conscience. And they figure that if they can stop you, you're stopping them from getting that chick and getting mm-hmm. the, the ass. You're, you're the guy that's going to come there and tell that chick she's worth more. You know? Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and that's what we need more of. We need more of. And like I said, brother, I'm always going to support you because what you're doing is God's work. I've told you that from day one. I truly believe it. You know, um, you are you are necessary. You are necessary. So, you know, I'm always going to support you. I'm always going to support anything and everything that's going to be positive to uplift our people. And sometimes it means showing that ugly mirror that we are. It's just a necessary evil that we have to have ourselves torn apart and you you have to understand too before there's peace there's always war so before you get to that point where you're happy with yourself you're gonna have to be unhappy with yourself because of the things that you do the things that you are the things that you're trying to be it's hard trying to do right it's hard but yet you still must up the strength like you say i'm gonna say it to you i'm gonna leave you with the last word I would just ask people to understand life is going to test us all. Don't look at somebody else's life and think that they got it better than you. They got it different than you. They don't have it better. And um, those who attack you are attacking you either out of ignorance or out of jealousy. Because if it was out of concern, if it was out of care they would chastise you and in that chastisement they would educate you which would allow you to grow so just remember that when you're talking to or people are talking to you if there's no room to grow in their chastisement then they're just there to bring you down nothing about it is to build you up even pruning is done to help the tree grow but they don't cut out the root beautifully said Tommy Mr. Sotomayor thank you for coming on the show thank you for taking your time and you don't understand how much I love you for this brother thank you brother man love you back man this is this was actually I like being on this end you know, so I guess the next time I'll see you on Tuesday. Have you watched some of my shows? I actually did. I like the way that you put them together and I like where you're going. I try to stay in the background of other people's stuff because I don't like showing up and then they saying that I'm showing I up. So I, I'll show yeah. up on the niggas that hate me. I'll show up in their stuff. <laughs> it's easy for me to do. Like somebody said, well, why do you show up on their stuff? It's because I'm over here to cause problems. I'm over here to cause problems because my presence apparently causes problems. So I just show up. But, um, is there anything that you think, um, and, and I don't know if you want to have this conversation now or offline. It's up to you. Yeah, we can have think, it on the back end. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, he got all the numbers, right? Yeah, we, we can have it on the back end. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. No, we'll have it on the back end. So, again, man, uh, uh, 
my thanks. Um, a, you know, I play the hell out of your trailer as if it's mine. I play the hell out of it. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so thank you again, man. Thank you for all that you do. And um, my prayers to you and your family, brother. Well, thank you, brother. And I'm going to turn in to what I don't know, but I'm about to go turn in. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much.